0: Hello, this is Justin in Japan. I'm Justin in Japan on a bike and today I'm doing a and a session with my woman from Tokyo regarding motorbikes and uh, I don't know whether she thinks I'm a speed king but uh, anyway we shall uh, find out what she thinks. She has no real clue about bikes and that's motorbikes. And the whole world of riding motorbikes, but um, but she's been on the back of my Yamaha Diversion, which I've talked about in previous in a previous podcast, and so she has her very first experience of riding Pillion. And indeed, she's never ridden a motorbike herself, so she's been on the back of my bike uh, riding Pillion and uh, so, let's get started. so was that your first ever experience on a motorbike when you rode pillion on my Yamaha diversion?
1: Yes, it was my first experience
0: and well, let's just hear about it. How would you describe your first experience of riding pillion on a motorbike?
1: At first, I was very nervous um I have n- as you said, I've never ridden on the back of a motor motorbike, so I was extremely nervous about it, but um, you told me how to posture myself and how to um, lean when you lean and just basic stuff. So um, after that, I started to get a little bit more comfortable, and I, at first I had my eyes closed. So I didn't really see so much, but um, when we stopped at the um, uh, motorbike stop, I think, or convenience store, I forget which, and when we rode back, uh, I was able to keep my eyes open. So that's a very big step for me, I think.
0: Well, I remember that you said to me you were concerned about the helmet, and you You said you were worried about feeling claustrophobic wearing a full-face helmet. And, of course, you don't have your own helmet. Um, I have two helmets, uh, one which is my own regular-use full-face helmet, but I also have a spare helmet, which is an open-face helmet, which is the one that you used. How was the experience of wearing that helmet?
1: That helmet um, was good, I think. Um, I have, of course, no experience on the full-face helmet, so I can't really compare, and I don't think I would want to really try wearing a full-face helmet. But uh, the open-face helmet um, was comfortable, and it was not as claustrophobic as I thought, so um, in the event that I do ride again, that will be probably my preference.
0: Well, there you've mentioned something, so if you ride again, and you haven't ridden since, there have been chances, Um, I have offered you chances, but you haven't, Uh, so I think that would suggest that you didn't enjoy it enough, that you would want to ride again anytime soon, is that correct?
1: I'm not comfortable going on a long ride, Um, the one we went, was it 20 minutes, I think, to the convenience store?
0: I think it was more, in total, I think we were riding for more than an hour, uh, but we did stop at a convenience store to get a coffee, and we were, I was somewhat sidetracked because there was a guy there with a Triumph rocket, uh, which really interested me, and I got talking to him, and that was possibly about 30 minutes in the end we spent at the convenience store, but... In terms of actual riding time, I would say we were riding for about an hour.
1: Okay, um, don't think it felt like an hour, honestly. Um, it sped by. And um, so in that sense, um, that duration probably isn't uh, out of question to do it again. But I'm not sure about going for like more than like two or three hours on the back of a bike, because it's not... The most comfortable position
0: to be in? Well of course the Yamaha Diversion is, uh, the the 900 Diversion I have is a sports tourer, it has a, a particularly large wide seat that is very comfortable in relation to a lot of bikes and I think that it's, I would not call it an uncomfortable place to sit for prolonged periods however i don't think you'd ever sit for more than two or three hours because uh, the nature of motorbikes is that they don't have a very big fuel tank so you'd have to stop for fuel after perhaps two hours two or three hours anyway um, so i don't think even if we did go on a long journey you'd sit for more than two or three hours i probably would want to rest even on the most comfortable motorbike I don't think you'd want to sit for more than say two hours anyway um, but how about the um, like for example the f- the position of your legs and your feet how was that?
1: The position of my legs and my feet were okay um, you told me to where to put them and not touch the exhaust pipe because it could burn so i knew where to put it and that wasn't comfortable uh sorry that wasn't uncomfortable but the the position of my arms so if you watch like movies or um manga or comic books you kind of see the back rider really getting up close to the rider and clutching them around the waist but you said that that is not for you it puts the pressure on your wrist so i thought that because of that, I didn't want to lean too much, and that was a little bit of um, an unnatural position that it's not it's not a normal position that you're in every day.
0: Well, I think there was another factor there. I mean, the, the Yamaha Diversion has um, two handles either side of the pillion seat, which you can hold on to. That's a very good point. I seem to remember you did hold on to me. I did. And the the big issue with a pillion, especially um, an inexperienced pillion, is the the fact that the the sort of headbutting for, uh, the of the, uh, the the pillion headbutts the the rider from behind into the back of the helmet and that would that happened a lot um which is a very typical thing that happens with inexperienced pillions so that happened a lot and um i think that perhaps the films or you said manga whatever you've seen tend to be what kind of style of bike did you see
1: Um, I don't know, but I'm talking about like, um, Mission Impossible, that kind of film, (laughs) the action films. So, um, I, I, honestly, I I couldn't tell you the difference of bikes.
0: Oh, I can't remember. I have seen the Mission Impossible films, but I cannot remember the exact bike that was used. Um, but did they wear helmets in those Mission Impossible films or any films that you have seen? Were they wearing helmets?
1: Maybe not. Maybe not. Because it's a movie.
0: Yeah, certainly in, in films, they don't always wear helmets. And there are some, as I understand it, there are certain parts of the world, so maybe certain states in the US that don't require helmets. If I'm, If that's still the case, I don't know. But certainly sometimes in films, we don't see them wearing helmets. And, of course, in a film... Um, well, especially if it's like a romantic scene, then they're not going to show hard acceleration and braking. Uh, I don't think I did particularly accelerate hard or brake hard, but I think that one of the factors was simply not being experienced with it. And I think also, I mean, the diversion seat... Although the pillion is very slightly higher than the rider, once you sit on it and, of course, it's quite level and when the two people are on it, the rear suspension will compress and you will have a fairly flat position. Um, but I'm trying to remember, for example, were you OK with the leaning, like, around the corners and stuff? I didn't go very fast, of course, but how about that issue?
1: I thought I lean very well (laughs) I don't know how you felt about it but um I didn't feel like I was going to fall off or anything like that and I tried to follow your body movement on that
0: well certainly if you are holding on to the rider then you're more likely to be able to follow the movement of that rider I think um I don't ride pillion. I mean I years and years ago I rode pillion and the the guy in control of the, the 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 scooter as it was at that time actually I've been on the back of motorbikes but um he was an idiot and he crashed and I came off and I got injured. So from that day on I decided I was never going to ride pillion again. And um so I have to say I never ride pillion myself. Um but there's all but I do even if I did ride pillion, I do ride bikes, so I understand the 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 basic style and and what needs to be done um what about anything else? Was there anything else i mean were there any like really positive aspects of it
1: well generally speaking um because I had quite a fear of motorbikes um the experience itself was rather interesting, and I didn't come off it negative. Um, I know we haven't gone riding since then, but it doesn't mean that I don't ever want to do it again. Um, it's something that I could do it again. Um, but just a question. So you said on your Yamaha that there's um, the handle bars on the pillion seat. So is that better as a rider for the Pillion to hold on to that, or to clutch onto the rider.
0: That's an interesting question. And well, we don't call them handlebars; um, they're um, maybe grab bars. Um, but the I think those those bars on my and and that uh, I should be clear that not many bikes have such bars. Okay. And in in the case of the diversion, there are two either side and they're quite big and quite easy to hold on to either side of the pillion seat some bikes have um like a kind of a strap between the rider's seat and the pillion seat okay and some bikes actually have a grab rail behind the pillion seat that's also something um, in the case of my bike, I think that it's one of the better bikes for taking pillions. Um, but then again, it's although it's a sports tour, it's a tourer, um, albeit a sports tourer. And I think that it's one of the better bikes to be a pillion on. And in, to answer your question, in terms of being the rider in control of the bike... I think that the I think it really depends on the pillion. If the pillion is really good at following the, the 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 rider in control of the bike, the pillion knows how to move, the pillion knows what to do and the pillion doesn't um cause any kind of intrusion into the riding of the bike, uh, or cause any adverse effects, then it really makes no difference. Mm. Um, there is another aspect that if you are holding on, if the pillion is holding on to the, um, the rider, then the, at least, you know, the pillion is okay. Oh, okay. Um, because if you have for example a child or a very small light weight person generally a child um then you sort of wonder sometimes is that pillion still there oh, no. you know <laughs> um, that that is a possibility mm. um but if the pillion is holding on to you you know the pillion is safe and okay and still there okay um of course some bikes have um a backrest um mm-hmm. also called a sissy bar and um in that case it's unlikely that the pillion has fallen off Mm. but um, years and years ago I did have a case where the pillion did fall off the back and um, I hadn't noticed for uh, for a few minutes Mm. and um, this is a possibility so I accelerated very hard the pillion was very lightweight and fell off the back but if the pillion is holding on to us we do know that the pillion is fine. Um, now, there is another aspect, the communication issue. Um, I don't have any kind of uh, Bluetooth intercoms or anything like that. Um, and the only time we could really talk was when we stopped, say, at traffic lights or something. Um, so, um, I don't know. Any Anything else to add to that?
1: So, would you add... Like the Bluetooth come to the to the helmet in, in case of communication? Is that how it works?
0: Well, yeah, there there are now... I mean, it's nothing new. There are Bluetooth um, intercom devices that attach to helmets, um, ear, ear pieces and microphones and stuff like that. I, I don't personally have anything like that. I, I have to say I'm not really that interested in it. I don't think it's... for For me, I don't feel it's necessary... Um, but these intercom devices are also something that people can, uh, if you're riding with other bikers, you can mm-hmm. communicate with each other sure. okay. within like, a, um, I don't know what the range is, one or 200 meters, you can communicate mm-hmm. with another rider okay. uh, while you're riding along. So that's that might be quite nice. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have anything like that. But and even some helmets now come with it already built in.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, I've
0: seen helmets with Bluetooth communication systems built in.
1: Alright. Yeah. It... Um, uh, well I have other questions. Um can I ask them now?
0: Yeah, go on. Go okay.
1: Ahead. Well, you were st- speaking of films, um so I know they're mostly stunts and it's probably not as realistic as it is, but in films you see like for example Tom Cruise riding and shooting a gun at the same time. How realistic is that as a writer? I mean, I'm not saying you are going to go around shooting guns, but just in general, how is that realistic?
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of which film you're talking about, but um, I guess it's a Mission Impossible film. There's it... a
1: film with him and Ken, um, Cameron Diaz. I'm not sure if it's a Mission Impossible one or something different, but they're uh, riding together, and suddenly she goes in front of him on the bike. She's straddling him. She's shooting backwards, he's shooting frontwards. And I know that's a stunt, but uh, I'm just wondering how realistic is that?
0: Was he using one hand or both hands?
1: He was using, I think, one hand and one hand to steer the bike.
0: Now, we can control the bike with one hand, we may not be able to change gear. Uh, there are now automatic bikes that you don't need to use two hands. You okay. Can, but the the left hand is generally a clutch lever, uh, controls the clutch to change gear. I mean, some bikes, you don't even need to use the clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think basically, as a rule, I wouldn't take too seriously... Uh, Hollywood films or any film or, sure. or drama or any TV show sure. when it comes to riding motorbikes or or anything in just generally in life but mm. um, I suppose I'm not it, it isn't impossible mm. to perhaps fire a gun while you're riding a bike just like in the old days shooting a bow and arrow while uh, riding a horse perhaps so the difference being that you when you ride a horse, the horse is a living being that's able to actually look and control itself, uh, whereas a motorbike needs to be always controlled by the rider. Um, so I suppose, in theory, I I suppose one could hold a gun with one hand and still control the motorbike, but you wouldn't want to... Um, I mean, for example sometimes I take my hand off the left bar and the left grip and for example if I've got enough speed and the gear is okay and I don't need to change gear Mm. I may take my hand off the left grip and do something I don't know uh, uh, open my visor or or close my visor Mm -hmm. um adjust something in my clothing or my lean down and check my boot or something like that. Okay. Um, or perhaps adjust something on the bike. Mm. Um, so it isn't impossible to do something. You wouldn't take your right hand off um, mm. because your right hand controls the throttle. Okay. And the thing is that if you're right-handed and you are controlling the bike you're, I mean, if you're right-handed, every as far as I know, every bike I've never known a bike that does not have um, a right-hand throttle. Mm, okay. So, as soon as you take your hand off the right, your bike will slow down and stop.
1: Oh, okay, I see.
0: So, I mean, there are, and I mean, there are. I think there are bikes with cruise control now. Really. Uh, I think I've seen that. Okay. Um, so, in that case, you could take your hand off the right side, but um, the for a lot of bikes, a lot of not many bikes have cruise control. So, if you take your hand off the right side, your throttle will stop, and your sl- the bike will slow down. So, if you're right-handed, you wouldn't be able to shoot a gun because right-handed people would shoot a gun with their right hand right, sure. and i think you would really struggle with that issue okay. so I, I know we're talking about a film which is most is, is complete fiction right
1: right start, yeah sure
0: that, but... but i mean there is it is worth looking at the the realities of these things <laughs> sure. sure yeah uh, but as i said there are bikes with cruise control okay. not not many exactly. but there are some mm. yeah um anything else
1: yes um so y- We all know that you live around the mountains in Japan. Do you prefer to ride like on a zigzag mountain or a long stretch of road?
0: Good question. Uh, I think that it also depends on the bike. Okay. So it's anybody will tell you, even with whatever vehicle they have, um, whatever bike I should say they Mm -hmm. have, or I mean, even car drivers too, generally speaking, it's more fun. If you have some variety. Okay. So, mountain twisties are certainly more fun than a long stretch of road. Um, perhaps if you're simply trying to get from one point to another point as fast as possible, and the purpose is not enjoyment, the purpose is simply mm, um, getting there, getting there mm. um, then perhaps... You'd rather have a long, stretch, mm-hmm. long, straight stretch of road. Okay. But if you are riding f- for the pleasure of the experience, then I would say mountain twisties are a lot more fun. Okay. And certainly, certainly more challenging. Sure. And they certainly get the adrenaline going. Okay. Um, if we had a long stretch of road... Whereby we felt the perhaps there was no danger of any um, police and speed traps, mm. then we may enjoy testing the top speed, trying to go as fast as possible, and um, that would be good. Okay, um, mm-hmm. but if we are simply looking for, and again, it depends on the bike because if you've got a bike that is good at handling and if you've got a bike that is not is pretty poor at handling then you'll probably prefer long straight wide roads but if you've got a bike that is good at handling then you probably will enjoy you know um mountain twisties
1: okay
0: that, that i i think
1: okay yeah. um another question is um when you're driving, you music for you is a big part of your driving experience, but on the bike, do, do you listen to music or like radio?
0: Well, not many, but I mean like some big touring bikes actually have speakers and oh, um, okay. audio systems. Uh, my BMW touring bike that I had, which you've seen. Yeah had um speakers and um an audio system
1: oh okay uh,
0: i never used it but yeah. it had it and uh of course we could use earphones plugged into some so these days i think you use a smartphone with say bluetooth earphones or something sure okay so it is possible mm. um in the old days um we in the old days, well, I mean depends on how far back you go, but in the old days, you could use earphones and some music player. It wasn't impossible, but I don't think many people did it okay um personally, I don't do it. I don't listen to music while I'm riding, and I actually enjoy the sound of the motorbike, I enjoy the mm. sound of the engine, mm. the exhaust mm. um I enjoy um just the sounds. That come with riding a motorbike, and um, I don't have any desire to listen to music.
1: Okay, but the the BMW bike that you said has the audio sound. Can you actually? He- you said you haven't done it, but can you actually hear the music when you're riding with all the other sounds around you?
0: Well, um, as is typical with large touring bikes, there's a, a large screen, and there's other. Uh, fairing and bodywork and right. stuff. The BMW right. was is probably one of the most um, fared bikes in terms of bodywork. Had the most bodywork of of any touring bike that R eleven fifty RT. But in the case of the BMW, um, I, I as although I know, I did actually test try it. I did play it once just to hear what it oh, sounded okay. like. Oh. And um, yeah, I mean you can have it loud enough. You can hear it,
1: okay,
0: um because there's enough wind protection from the screen and the the fairing of the bike, but the um I personally felt that I didn't want to play loud because you have to play it loud, right, and I didn't feel that I wanted to play loud music and attract a lot of attention right okay. and when you're if you're going through urban areas or or low speed zones or you stop at a junction or traffic lights, then you know, you're you're you could be bothering people, people can hear it. Oh so
1: it's loud enough that other people could oh, hear yes, it. In the park. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I mean it's quite loud.
0: Oh. So I didn't feel it's something that I wanted to do. I mm-hmm. felt consideration for other people. And um I think of course you could stop it when you when when you stop the bike you could stop it. Because there was a control on the handlebars, there was some control. But So I think that perhaps, I don't know, if you're riding along, say, um, say a highway or a, a long stretch of road, whereby it wouldn't bother other people, then, yeah, maybe it's okay. Okay. Maybe you could enjoy it. Um yeah. But I, if if that were the case, when I got to say a populated area, mm-hmm. I would personally probably stop that. Okay, you know, sure. Um, other people's yeah, exactly. As well. yeah. Okay,
1: interesting. Um, so, if you had, um, let's see, if you had a chance to buy a bike of your dream, what would it be?
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, I think that. One of my dream bikes is not even such an impossible bike. I could buy it. Okay. Um, but I I changed my mind and went for a new bike recently. So, a dream bike I've had for for so many years was was just a V Max. It's called a Yamaha uh, V Max. It's the old twelve hundred ver- version of the V Max, and um, I just think it's such a beautiful bike, and um, it's it's a classic. It's a it's like I think it will go down in history as one of the greatest motorbikes ever um that appeals to me but i think i mean in, if money was no object i'd probably have a collection of motorbikes <laughs> and i think um as i said the VMAX would be in that collection okay um i'd have a few other bikes um i'd have some a, a variety of bikes what i would like to have is A bike in in every category.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So, a sports bike, um, like a a cruiser, um, an adventure bike, um, um, a street naked bike, something classic. Mm -hmm. I'd have a bike in every category by... Every maker.
1: Okay, wow.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, but, but I'm not going to do that. Right. But I mean, that. <laughs> well, unless I come into some money or something. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, that would interest me. Okay. Um, but I think at the moment... Um, I think maybe when I'm older, I might go for something more sedate. Okay. But at the moment, um, I just want to hang on in there to... Uh, before I get too old to cope with something, you know, um, that's fun and sporty to ride.
1: Yeah. Um, if you had a choice between a car and a bike, which would you prefer?
0: Well, it yeah. I mean, there are times. the The problem is there are certain aspects to our life that we we need to do certain things like carry stuff of course or or go to work and carry stuff for my work or you know go and do like a, a load of shopping at the supermarket and um you know take kids to school or um drive in severe weather conditions sure. and in all of those cases a car is much more practical especially in severe weather conditions, especially in conditions like when the road surface is icy or snow or where two wheels just are, are way too dangerous. Okay. And in fact, you wouldn't take a motorbike out in a lot of weather conditions. Right. Especially ice and snow. Right. Um, and there are bikes that can deal with ice and snow, but not many. Oh. You have to have certain types of tyre and... Um, but in if it's purely about riding for pleasure, it'll always be a motorbike. Okay. But if it's about like if you if you if I could only have one vehicle mm. I w- unfortunately I would have to choose a car. Oh, I not see. because not because mm. I want to choose a car, but because I would need a car for my um, just to, for my practical daily existence, you know, um, but, uh, luckily I don't need to choose between right. a car and a bike. Sure. Uh, I, I've got both and, um, I hope that will always be the case. And I think, um, that I will always go for, you know, go for a ride on a motorbike, uh, whenever possible and use my car just purely for the practical things that I need to do, okay. especially if the, the weather's bad, you know. Sure. And I'm talking about really bad weather. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, you said that you wanted to maybe ride around Japan on a bike one day. Um, is there anywhere else in the world that you want to go riding on a bike for long, long periods of days? or?
0: Yeah, good question. There are now, there have been several, uh, there are, it's quite popular now for people to go riding around the world on a motorbike it's nothing new anymore
1: right
0: um there are some like even some celebrities who have done it and made tv shows about it oh i didn't know that okay um but well and mcgregor did it yeah oh I yeah know okay. yeah okay. for example oh. i mean just that's oh. the one that springs to mind um personally um yeah it's something that would appeal to me um I often think about riding across like i mean in Japan's an island, I come from Britain, which is an island, and I just wonder like riding from one side of Asia to the other <laughs> um into Europe but across you know from the whole eurasian continent wow. that that would really appeal to me mm. um i'd love the adventure of that mm. uh, i wouldn't do it on a sports bike um, oh, but i I mean you, there are bikes now that could cope there are plenty of bikes that can cope with that um that would interest me um, I don't know that I have any particular place that that I particularly want to um, any place I want to particularly ride in, but um, certainly riding across the entire continent from one from sort of east Asia to Europe would be something that I would love to do.
1: Can a bike cope in a in a desert?
0: Well there are bikes that can cope with deserts, okay. yes. There are there are bikes that are have been designed and have won um desert rallies okay. and things like oh, that. Okay. Yeah there are bikes that have done that. Um so um it's something that can happen and can has been done and can be done. Yes.
1: Okay, interesting. Um how about the bikes that you want to... that we see um, with, like, high handlebars? Is that a comfortable bike to ride?
0: Uh, I know what you mean, yeah. We we sometimes call it sit-up-and-beg. Yeah, um, I've never ridden such a bike. They look extremely uncomfortable. Uh, they they are impractical. Okay. Um, but if anybody has such a bike, uh, I'd love to hear what you think of it, but yeah. I'm sure they obviously like that sort mm-hmm. of bike. Sure. Um it's not a bike that would interest me, um, and I have no idea what it's like to ride. I think that the the best riding position is an upright riding posi- position where the back is straight and the handlebars are in a position where you don't need to lean either backwards or forwards, and you don't need to extend your body in any kind of weird position. Okay. Um, and most bikes like that these days are things like what we call adventure bikes, um, which are or, or proper touring bikes, um, not sports tourer, but a touring only bike. But I think those sort of sit up and bake bikes. Um, I don't personally understand the attraction of those bikes.
1: Okay. Well, I think that's it from the one that I wanted to know.
0: Okay, that's great. So thanks very much, and uh, this has been just in in, a, in Japan uh, just in Japan on a bike and uh, we shall uh, be back soon with another podcast uh, remember there is the youtube channel and uh, you can see video content on the youtube channel and this podcast is available on several platforms that uh, are the fairly common podcast platforms such as apple podcast google podcast spotify and there is a whole host of other platforms thanks for listening see you again soon